Are you a solopreneur with branding questions? Do you have shiny object syndrome and want to do it all? Are you having a hard time connecting the dots of your life branded business? You said yes to any of these questions. GCB is inviting you to be a featured guest on an ABA or Ask Grandma Anything episode. This is like a free 45 minute brand coaching session, except it's shared with the world. If you want answers specific to your brand building journey, click the link in the description to apply. Hey, brand babies. This is the Brand Moss House podcast with your host, the ghetto country grandmother. In Brand Moss House, it's all about the business of one. It's a place where shiny object chasing solopreneurs who want a scalable brand can find some love. She's dedicated to nurturing them so they become brand leaders instead of being stuck as a brand. So come on in and hold on to your bourbon because Grandma is about to spill the tea. Hey, brand babies, this is your Gutter Country grandmother, and I am coming to you with a special episode because something has been weighing on my heart or, you know, it just became so relevant and so poignant to me. And uh, I just had to, I had to come and share this with you guys because it is very important to me. Personal branding is important to me, even though I talk to my clients about scaling. So let's get into this. One of the things that was a big win for me, not personally, but professionally, was one of my clients got to be a clubhouse icon. And she is so fucking amazing. I want you guys to go find Ebony L. Green of Authentic Distinction. I think that's her company name. But Ebony L. Green, the Ratchet Sage, oh my gosh, I am so fucking proud of her for what she's accomplished and all of the things that she still has in the works that I know that's coming up for her. I ended up doing a room because they did a whole summit. They did a thing about black girl magic. And this is from the black girls talk clubhouse on clubhouse. Yes. Clubhouse is still valid and it's still a great thing. And I ended up doing a masterclass and then I ended up going in some other rooms and this is just a little backstory, but then something occurred to me and Ebony is a shining example of this using personal branding as a form of self care. And a lot of us, we decide that, you know what? I'm going to be a brand. And I'm telling you guys, that is too much weight to put on yourself. Being a fucking brand, you don't need to carry that. But you can build a brand from a personal brand. And recognizing that what it is that you want to grow and scale into. If you don't want to grow and scale, that's fine. Stick to your guns, be your brand, do the fuck with, you know, I I ain't got nothing to do with that. But when you look at it from a point of you know that you want to grow a scale, that you're going to do something, you want to become a public figure, you want to become a thought leader, then there has to be a level of self-care in that. And the reason reason I say Ebony is a shining example of that, because Ebony is my problem child. But she also talks about creating actionable safe spaces. And for her, when we would talk about her brand, the thing that she, she constantly tells people is that when she paid for all these other coaches before, They never gave her an actionable safe space. They would tell her that she had to use less words. She had to stop talking so much. She had to stop writing so much. She had to tone it down and scale it back instead of, instead of trying to figure out what fits her and her brand. So becoming the ratchet sage and stepping into that was a level of self care for her. Because when I would say like, let's do this, let's think about, she's like, no, auntie, I'm not doing that. Cause she calls me auntie. She said, no, auntie, I'm not doing that. I'm put that on the shelf. Or no, that doesn't fit who I am or whatever. 
And so to know how much you want to bring to this game and how much you want to do and how much you want to impact, there has to be a level of self-care in that. Because if you put the wrong thing out in your personal brand, because like, ooh, them words just left my mouth and I could not catch them and get them back. So if you've done this and now you're trying to say, oh, but I didn't mean it, let me explain. No. If you have already decided what goes in and what does not go into your personal brand, then you've created these boundaries and boundaries are a must in personal branding. And I know a lot of you out here who are a brand, you use your name as your personal brand. I use Ghetto Country Brandmother because I want to be very clear who you fucking with when you talk to me. Okay. So when, when Ebony is the ratchet sage is, is her version of Sasha Fierce. Y'all know Beyonce and her whole Sasha Fierce story. So being the ratchet sage is her version of that. And it creates an actionable safe space, but it is also a level of self care. Let me set the limits and the boundaries for how I'm going to show up and show out in this shit that I do. And you don't have to take it personally. Like I said, it's a personal brand, but you don't have to take it personally. You get to set up your brand of how you want to grow and scale based on your terms. So having a boundary of these are only the values that I'm bringing to, to, to this thing. People want to talk about values. You know what? These are the values that are most important to me. These are my top five. I have others, but you know what? I'm just going to give my brand my top five. Now, you may give these top five to your personal brand, but do they actually go in your business brand? When you start hiring or collaborating or partnering, do you want those same values over there? Or is there something different that you want to be amplified? So owning those things become a boundary. It's like, this is as far as I will go and I won't go any further. I tell y'all, I have to check myself. I have to check, make sure Phyllis doesn't show up so that she doesn't put pettiness in my game when I'm ghetto country grandmother, because that would ruin the, the reputation I want to build for helping people. Because I don't ever want my clients to think that, you know what, this petty bitch, uh -uh, I can't work with her, but I know there's a level of pettiness in me. So I set a boundary for myself that, you know what, don't do no petty shit. That's wrong. It's wrong anyway, regardless, but still. But then also when someone comes at me with petty shit, I have a boundary. You know what? I don't play that game. I don't play like that. You messing with my money and I don't play with my money. So I get to set that boundary. It's, it's you taking a stand with your personal brand. And I hate that that shit rhymes, but still. It's you standing 10 toes down with your personal brand, setting boundaries. When you come up with all the things that you want to floss and flex and show off with, setting that boundary of this is how far I go and this is how far you can come. Now, as your relationships grow with your audience, you may allow them a little more of who you are or how much more you want to share based on a new boundary. But you have to be very clear in what lines you will and will not cross. Now, the other way that it's a form of self-care is like the level of confidence you bring to the game. So if you cannot speak confidently about what you have, the money you want to make, and the things that you want to do, sweetie, you're not taking care of yourself. Because you're going out here and you're showing a level of vulnerability that is not conducive to you making your money. It's not conducive to you getting on stage. It's not conducive to you growing and scaling because you're not confident. 
And being confident is a whole lot different than being greedy. Because there are people that, that come out here and they say all the things, use all the buzzwords, but they offer no value. So how is it that you want to be that person and do that thing, but you don't have the confidence to do it? So you have to set some type of thing up in this personal brand that takes care of you to make sure that you show up confidently. I had to own ghetto country to show up confidently, believe it or not. And I know that there are people that talk about me. Like, why is this bitch putting ghetto on front street? Because it's who I am at my core. And it's something that I'm, I'm, that I don't want to be ashamed of. Now I can honestly say that for years, I used it as a hindrance because I was ashamed. I thought that people would listen to me and, and think me ignorant or dumb versus the educated woman that I am. I have degrees. I have certifications. I have lived experience. But I was too concerned to open my fucking mouth because somebody else was going to judge me by it. So in order to have that confidence of this, you know what? Let me take this back. You don't get to use it as a weapon. I get to use it as a force. Being ghetto country sets me apart from all these other motherfuckers out here doing the same thing. And if you want to be that voice, if you want to be heard, sweetie, you got to fucking yell. Because you have to get some attention on you. And so being ghetto country, not the actual physical yelling, but the audacity to show up as ghetto country. Some people fucks with that. Other people do not. But it gives me the confidence to go out and say, you know what? I do not speak good English. Had the time. I don't know if I should say have, has, or has, whatever. And I get tongue twisted and tied up. But see, when I try to be prim and proper and use all the things as black folks say, tried to act white. I couldn't do my job effectively for being concerned that I was going to say the wrong thing. So I was only half-ass listening because you know what? I got to make sure I, I, I answered this correctly and I used some $5 word. No. I had to gain confidence to get out here and own the fact that I'm ghetto country. And this is how I make my money. No, I don't rap. No, I don't play sports. No, I don't sell drugs. But I was raised hood adjacent by a country mama. And that upbringing adds value to my life. There are so many things in, in that I've done that I used to say, you know what, I'm ashamed of that. I tell y'all, here, here's some filler shit. I wrote my memoir. It's called That Damn Girl Stuff. And I tell everybody, when they ask me about it, I said, this book chronicles my low self-esteem issues that turned into me having a problem with Dick, Dick, and Dick. I did not have a problem with Tom, Dick, and Harry. It was my low self-esteem. And I used to be ashamed of that. And I used to try and hide it. It's like, I don't want anybody knowing that, you know what? I slept with all these men. But sweetie, you don't get to use that as a weapon against me. I done told my story. It's on the bookshelf. I don't give a fuck if you never buy the book. But the fact that I get to own my mistakes that I learned from, gives me confidence it gives me the opportunity to sell, tell somebody else sweetie i've been through that i not only sympathize i empathize i know that i i know it hurts and so i get to bring my empathy to the game but i also get to own the fact that you know what who i was then makes me better now now if i was some zip damn fool that didn't know shit from shinola <laughs> <laughs> that would be a different thing. 
but I am very aware of who I am and how I show up. And I don't want you to ever have to come to me and think that, oh, well, that's how you were then. Why are you not acting like that now, sweetie? It's not an act. That's what you got to stop doing. Because at some point, if you are acting, you're going to want to take that shit off. But then you're going to be afraid to because you know what? It's going to fuck with your money. It's like, I can't even take off this daggone bow tie because I've been rocking this bow tie because it got me some clients and I, it made me some money. But if I take it off, they're not going to pay me anymore. So you don't even have the confidence to take off a bow tie. Come on now. It should not be. It should have been a level of self-care in that when you chose that bow tie. That you know what, y'all, I'm rocking this bow tie today, but y'all might not see it tomorrow because I look good in this shit today. And you get to own that level of confidence. You get to have that that level of self-care of the boundaries and the confidence and the audacity to be as brilliant as you are. But in the same vein, like I say, being a level of self-care, you don't have to be all up in my business. In one of my, my past podcasts, I told, I told a story about my family. And I tell people all the time, I don't use my family. I don't use my husband and my daughter to prop up my business. They did not ask for this. This is my thing. But in the story that I shared, I asked them first, do y'all mind if I share this? I asked my husband and my child, do you mind if I share this? Because this is their life that they live with me. And I have no right to, to just share it arbitrarily in mixed company. If you were raised like I was raised, then it was like, you know what your mama told you? What goes on in my house stays in my house. And I still believe that. But there are things that I can relate in my life to my business that will help people understand and to move. So if it's it's about self-care, then what stories can I actually share from my personal life that are relevant to helping someone move in their business? And if it it incorporates somebody else, not just my family, but my friends, you mind if I share their story? I share Ebony's story as a client and to to show how brilliant she is. It takes nothing away from me to do that. Because if not from Ebony, I would not be the success that I am. And, and she would not have the success that she has. She's an icon. And people are like, well, I, when I was in the room, Phyllis, you need to be. No, I don't need to be no icon. That is not an aspiration of mine. But I can show, shout the fuck out of Ebony L. Green, the Ratchet Sage, in her actionable safe space. That's how I get to give her self-care that's how I make sure that she stays safe because I'm not gonna let none of y'all fuck with her I know what her brand stands for I know what she stands for so if I ever walk into a room fuck what Jeff Bezos said I'm gonna correct you because I know what she's trying to do and I know how she's trying to level up I know her story and it's because it came from her mouth and her making sure that Auntie, I'm not doing that. That's that's not an actionable safe space for me. And I'm like, okay, then let's try and work it around this way. And I hate that that people think that, you know what, you have to be a clone of someone else. Sweetie, people drop the word authentic all the daggone time now. Be your authentic self. Really? Half of y'all still trying to be your authentic self and people please. But you don't have the understanding that when sometimes when you're your authentic self, 
you offend some folks. So how and why does that show up for you as a level of self-care? Are you trying to be authentic because you think people, people want you to be authentic, so that's why you're being out here like that? Or is it that you actually want to be yourself all the time? There is a difference in how I show up as ghetto country grandmother in my business and in my brand. Two different things. Because there is no ghetto country in my business. That's where my money is. So that's when the, the part of me that has all these years of experience running a business, reading invoices, contracts, that's who shows up in my business. That's who does the accounting. That's who talks to the bookkeeper. That's who has all of those conversations. But in my brand, ghetto country grandmother all up and through. In my, in my business brand, is grandma's house all up and through. But over here is Phyllis. It all hangs out. All the cellulite, the cheesy thighs. <laughs> you live your life. But it takes a level of self-care to understand. Because I hear people like, I don't know how much of me to put into my personal brand. Then I want you to take it as a level of self-care. How do you show up most confidently? If you are trying to, trying to get a date with somebody, and I hate the date analogy, but still. If you're trying to get in somebody's jaws, then... How do you show up most confidently, even though you might get shot down? And then where do you draw the line? Where do you set those boundaries? It all comes down to, you know what? This is how I do what I do. And this is how I serve you best. If I had stayed stuck in trying to be prim and proper, trust and believe you guys would not be listening to me today. I would not have the confidence to actually do this. Because do you know how long I was in my business before I opened my mouth? And then wondering why I was struggling. Sweetie, you can't get no leads if, if you ain't said nothing worth leading to. There's this level of self-care in that. It's like I had to wait until I was safe with myself. To say, you know what, get your ass on camera and go do the damn thing. I know what I bring to the game. My husband has told me over the years what I bring to the game. And I tried to deny it. I don't do that anymore. I own all my shit. Flaws and all. I just don't chop my flaws out for my business sake. I don't chop my flaws out to try and say, oh, we're just alike. Baby, even if we have the same similar scars, trust and believe we didn't get them the same way. Even if it's, it's game recognized game, we play that game differently. We play it from different perspectives. I was talking to Chris, Chris Doe yesterday, and we talk about the cultural differences of how we show up and him he's saying him being the good asian and me re referencing being the the loud black woman in the corner and how people perceive us and how he was willing to play the game and i said i stopped playing a long time ago but it, he he has his reason for wanting to have that impact and i have my reason for wanting to have that impact I want people to show up and show out, but sometimes you can't fucking show off everything. It's like, I can see your knees. I don't need to see your ass. Come on now. Take that level of self-care to your personal brand. Draw lines and boundaries around, you know what? I'll go this far and I won't go any further. You're allowing them to come this far and they don't get to go any further. People like, well, people want to know. I don't give a fuck. Because the part of the personal brand that I bring to this is, you know what? I'm not trying to please everyone's curiosity about who I am. 
sweetie, this is 57 years of, of shit that I had to go through. I don't have time to unpack that in a 10 minute conversation with you. What I do and how I own it is very relevant to how I work with my clients. It's very important to me that they are confident. It's very important to me that they set boundaries. It's very important to me that they always stay true to who they are. <laughs> People laugh at me when I tell them my, my clients don't cuss like me. They don't roll like me. And I don't want them to. Unless that's what they want. I was sharing a story earlier. And I was telling somebody with my first brand strategy client. I gave her what she asked for, but it wasn't what she wanted. So she never used anything of what I gave her. And I had to hear from someone else that it wasn't what she wanted. And for a while, I felt like I was the problem because I should have known that. I should have picked up on it. But then the other thing is that if you're telling me, yes, everything is great, how is that a thing? And is is understanding that you want a certain level of attention and good at what is it? What is it? You want to get into good trouble. How about that? But we can't all get in trouble the same way. If you grew up in my house, <laughs> I promise you, I love my family. But in, in my family, and I'm talking about my mother, my aunts, my uncles, and all that stuff. If one got in trouble, we all got in trouble. And sometimes you get an ass whooping just by, by osmosis. It get passed down because you was in the room when it happened. You should have stopped it. But it's with the understanding that, you know what? Using personal branding as a form of self-care is why I show up the way that I do. And it's why I work with my clients the way that I work with them. After that experience, it it's became clear to me that my, my clients need accountability. And so to give them that accountability, I create a program that, you know what, I'm going to stick by you. I'm, I'm going to stick to you like glue for 90, 12 months. How about that? And it's why I don't take on a lot of clients because, baby, I got to make sure that I'm there for you, for all of my brand babies. Who's in the house right now? I also got to make sure that, you know what, don't be like me. Don't leave the millions on the table because you didn't do shit that was supposed to be done. You get to own it. But you don't have to, you don't have to show your ass. You don't have to show up with everything. You get to keep some things to yourself. The stories you share, you may share at different times. When you're talking to an audience, this is an audience type story. Because you're considering the crowd and there may be somebody, someone in that crowd that's very impressionable. And because they're very impressionable, they're going to take what you say for gospel. And while you may be preaching and saying all the right things, sweetie, somebody else can say the exact same thing in a different way and it not hit at all. So, like I said, I just wanted to come to y'all with that. And I want you to look at your, your personal brand as a level of self-care. It's the level of self-care that makes sure that you stay confident in every situation when you're representing the brand. It's making sure that you stay true to who when you're representing the brand. Don't code switch, don't people please. That's not what it's meant to do. Personal brands should be used to endorse the business.
The personal brand is the expert and the business brand is the vendor. It's the one that puts out the work. So you want to get the limelight, the spotlight off of you and get it over here to the business. Because if you plan to scale, you don't want everybody still trying to hire you for you. You want them to hire the business. And that is the point of scaling. If you want to be the one to do the one-to-one, day-to-day, in-and-out work, then you go ahead and you stay a business of one and do your thing. But if you want to grow and scale, develop a personal brand that is infused with self-care that is going to make you your money and send people to your business. That's what I got. Y'all know I love you. So five, bullshit happens, so suck it up. Four, your voice is important, so speak up. Three, you make the world a more beautiful place, so show up. Two, life is good, so buck up. And one, I love you ain't a damn thing you can do about it, so shut the fuck up. Peace and hair grease, y'all. I'm out. All right, brand babies. We appreciate you stopping by because we know you got shit to do. Just remember to subscribe on your way out and bring a friend next time. Now, in the meantime and in between time, stay connected with GCB on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at GC Brand Mother. You can also follow Brand Moss House on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. The links are in the description. So until next time, brand like it's nobody's business.